Hello and welcome to Spicy Times. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. Hello and welcome to Spicy Times. My name is Oliver Spicer. And I'm Louis. Louis, can you describe yourself in a verb? Is glittering a verb? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. To, to glitter. Glittering. Yeah. yeah. I like glitter. Glitter's cool. What do you like about glitter? Shiny. Mm. I find glitter quite annoying. It's like sand, but reflective, so you find it everywhere. But it does not look cool. Would you not want to find it everywhere? I mean, it does look cool, exactly. but if I'm having like a beef casserole, I'm not sure I want it to be reflective. But why would you put glitter in your beef casserole? <laughs> because it gets there, like sand. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> Wait, do you have sand and glitter in your beef casserole? Yeah, that's my recipe. Okay. That's how I make my beef the casserole. ingredient. Yeah, it gives it the crunch. Passed down for generations. Mm, mm. <laughs> generations of glitter makers. <laughs> Never go to a glitter maker's dinner. No, it's not they'll a good always idea. they'll always serve you glitter. What's your favorite color of glitter? Oh, I'm gonna go classic. I'm gonna go like silver. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got one preference? I'm gonna go with like a pinky purple. Ooh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. What do you think you can do with glitter, which you can't do with any other material? Um, I feel like it's quite throwable. Like you could probably make a cloud yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. You could. So maybe if you want to enter a room and also slightly annoy people. Which is the best of both worlds. <laughs> Anytime I want to enter a room. You also want to slightly annoy someone. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So glitter is your answer. Yeah, it is. Invest in glitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is Spicy Times, the podcast where Louis and I play some rather unusual games that I've made up. And our first game is a spin-off. A spin-off? This is Extinction of the Witless. Instead of survival, because... Our theme is dinosaurs. They're all dead. They are all dead. Well, most of them are. <laughs> most of them. I feel like some people could be dinosaurs. All right. Yeah. Um, is there any celebrity specifically who's a dinosaur? I kind of want to go Billy Joel again. Oh, he's back. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, really? Yeah. He has got kind of a reptilian face. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is where we predict evolution by arguing which certain type of animal would be best suited, or in this case, worse suited, to a specific environment, occupation, or lifestyle. Right. And today we're discussing dinosaurs. So, Louis, which dinosaur do you think would be the worst dinosaur to survive in an aeroplane? Aeroplane? Yeah. Um, a bronchosaurus. A bronchosaurus? Yeah. Are those the ones with the long necks? Yes. Giraffe dinosaurs. Why do you think that would be awfully suited for an aeroplane? Um... Because if we're talking, like, normal-sized aeroplane... Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, you're going to need, like, a head hole for it Oh, to exactly, yeah. And that might be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it would get neck cramp? Because it would have to yeah, bend over the seats. but I think it would be a better view than mm-hmm. just looking at the inside of an aeroplane. You get to see everything, so... Yeah. Yeah. On flights, I feel like people can be quite bad, like, next to you. Yeah, and he doesn't even have to worry about that. Mm. But would you want to sit next to a bronchosaurus? I would. Would you, yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, I feel like you'd need, like, a support person. So you'd be able to see anything. Yeah. So you might need someone, like, on the inside of the aeroplane to help him while he looks on the outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. He would, like, be going through clouds? He would. Maybe he's, like, the second pilot of the plane. Yeah, he's, like, the lookout. <laughs> like a crow's nest. Yeah, exactly. Nest for a plane. But it's his head. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. What would he warn against? Incoming birds. Oh, all right, but yeah. he'd also, he'd have to have a scarf, because it's probably pretty cold. Oh, that is true, yeah. yeah. 
big scarf. A big scarf. Is that the downside? He'd have to have a really big yeah, scarf. It's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that why many aeroplane companies don't use yeah. Broncosaurus as uh, navigation the, the tools? Scarf, the scarf costs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put a Stegosaurus. All right. The ones with the kind of Dinosaur club stuff. <laughs> They've got clubs on their tails. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like to whack stuff. Yeah. I feel like he would just be like a bit of a bad person to sit yeah, next he to. he would be. He would kind of whack the cabin I mean, crew about. I don't about. Even think anyone would be able to sit next to him because he's too big. I that think is true. Would be yeah. else, else would be on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would just be a purely... It's a private jet. Stegosaurus. But for Stegosauruses. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Would the passengers or the like the crew be the Stegosaurus? Damn. I mean, can the pilot be the Stegosaurus? I, I guess like so. the cockpit would be very big. Oh, yeah. You yeah. could probably hollow out the cockpit. Okay. You have to. To fit a Stegosaurus in. Yeah. Which one do you think would be better, a Stegosaurus or a... Um, I think the... Bronchosaurus. Bronchosaurus yeah. act as, like, a lookout as well. Oh, yeah. Despite the immense scarf costs, mm-hmm. I think the uh, the lookout feature. But this is the worst one. The worst one? Yeah. Well, then the Stegosaurus. Oh, yeah. No lookouts. No lookout. <laughs> and no fashionable scarves. <laughs> it's about fashion, it's about usability. And it's about... No big club tails. Exactly. <laughs> know how to fly on aeroplanes. That's all you got to do. Look out. No club tails. Fashionable. Forget about the controls. Mm-hmm. You don't need them. <laughs> That's day one of pilot school. So what about the worst dinosaur to join the circus? I feel like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Would be the worst really? One. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it has small arms. I feel like you need arms. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Okay. I feel like juggling is a big big part of circuses i was thinking juggling as well yeah yeah i'm not sure that's gonna work out but maybe it would be more impressive if a tiny little handed t-rex did it if you throw it up right Uh it's just gonna go up from your hands Mm -hmm. if you want to catch it again and that's just gonna hit his head (laughs) i'm not sure he'd be able to juggle it's just very small juggling yeah like I mean, maybe. Peas or with something. like breadsticks or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> breadsticks and <Yeah>. peas. <laughs> Very opposing juggling materials. Yes. Okay. Would you pay to go see a T-Rex juggle peas? Or um, breadsticks if it, even? If it could successfully juggle breadsticks, I mm-hmm. would definitely pay, but um, I doubt it's juggling abilities. <laughs> Is that like a restaurant where you go to a restaurant yeah. and for entertainment there's a T-Rex juggling Yeah, instead of getting like instead of going like as a starter... Like, they usually bring out some, like, breadsticks. Oh, yeah. He, he, like, juggles them. And if you want one, he'll, like, just drop it and throw it into your mouth. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) I put a diplodocus. Okay. Because I feel like, instead of juggling, I was thinking of more trapeze acts. All right. And I don't think that this massive-necked dinosaur would be very good at balancing. No, it would not. On a trapeze. I feel like the best with that would be, like, a velociraptor or something. Like, something small. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, which one do you think would be worse, the Diplodocus or the T-Rex? Um, I don't think the Diplodocus would be able to do anything, mm-hmm. even though I doubt the breadstick skills of the T-Rex. <laughs> uh, it probably, it, it could. Yeah. With, with hard training and dedication, it could definitely juggle some breadsticks eventually. So we go Diplodocus yeah, is the worst. It's the worst. Okay, great. What about the worst dinosaur to be a hippie? A pterodactyl. A pterodactyl? Yeah. Why do you think it would be bad at being a hippie? I'm not sure there's, like, I mean, a pterodactyl's, like, friends with each other. Because I don't think they'd be friends with each other. I feel like they'd fight. I mean, like, if you're on the ground, mm-hmm. I feel like you could 
be part of like a culture and a community because there'd be other people. Oh yeah. I feel like if you're in the air, there's not many people and you wouldn't be friends with them anyway. So there wouldn't even be a community to be a hippie. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if you're in the sky, there's not really communities no. that you can join. You have to form your like your own cult as a single member. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not that they would be bad hippies. There would only be one hippie. There'd only be one, so I don't think it would be very successful. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I put T Rex. Oh god, because they're very carnivorous creatures, yeah. and I feel like that's very against the kind of hippie yeah. ideology. I'm just gonna go eat the sheep, mm-hmm. and then and then we can be peaceful after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think would cause more change, a T Rex or a pterodactyl? In their campaigning, and yeah. activism, yeah. Um, I feel like a pterodactyl would be able to like be a messenger. Oh yeah, and deliver stuff. You could get like messages in the sky. Yeah, exactly. That it drags around. I don't know what how it would provide the messages. Do like dinosaurs speak a language? Oh, this is in a fully dinosaur land. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe just by. Well, I'm not sure they have political change. Do they have? I'm, well, who's the president? <laughs> who's the president of? Dinosaur Take me world? to your leader, dinosaur yeah. world. Probably the T Rex. Is he a left wing or right wing? Um, seems pretty right wing to oh, me. Okay, I don't like him. That <laughs> Bit of a then. fascist. Maybe that's why he wouldn't make a good hippie. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, so are we saying T Rex is the worst hippie? Probably because he's a fascist dictator. He's a fascist dictator. That's not really fitting for a hippie. Free the dinosaurs. <laughs> no one talks about the oppression under the dinosaurs. No, they don't. It was be mentioned more. Hashtag free the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Write it in the sky, all you pterodactyls. <laughs> Okay, well, our next game is Louis's Toolbox. Louis must randomly think of an object and explain how he would solve a certain situation with it. Okay, Louis, okay. can you randomly pull an object? It doesn't have to be toolbox-related out of your yeah. toolbox. Um, I actually like the breadsticks oh, that, okay. were, that were being juggled, so yeah, I'll just definitely. take one of those. Well, Louis, you have to solve global warming. Ah. Quickly. Um, I mean, am I trying to prevent global warming? Or trying to, like, help those being affected by global warming? Uh, both. Let's both. go prevent first. Okay. Preventing global warming. Mm-hmm. If you put a breadstick, if you put enough breadsticks in the exhaust pipe, you could block it all up. <laughs> and the car wouldn't even work. And then no one would be able to emit COT. So you can vandalize cars. Break using... all the cars with breadsticks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. What about helping people? I feel like if you get, like, some big breadsticks, you could mm-hmm. build a raft yeah. for the polar bears mm-hmm. that you know, don't have any more ice. You could maybe also build, like, scaffolding oh, yeah. for buildings, if that yeah. makes sense, because of the rising sea level. Yeah. To protect it from that. I feel like waterlogged breadsticks would not be good, though. <laughs> it's probably not the best thing. But... Yeah. Maybe if you coat the breadsticks in, like, Nutella, maybe? In Nutella. Yeah. Yeah. And then leave them out to dry. Damn. Or maybe freeze them. Or I'm something. actually wondering why people don't use this as building material. <laughs> Why aren't boats made from frozen together Nutella and breadsticks? Exactly. That's my question. Do you think you solved global warming? Are we underwater right now? No. So. <laughs> okay, can I get another object, please? Um, I'm going to go with glitter. Glitter? Yeah. Oh, well, you have to create a new political party with glitter. The glitter party. What um, is your manifesto for the glitter party? Well, we strongly believe in... um. Glitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the use we, of glitter. We just want glitter everywhere, okay? Oh, because right. Because basically, right, our ideology is that mm-hmm. 
well, we only have one actual uh, rule of the party, yeah. but it's basically um, it's like a it's like an equation, right? So it's you take something, so mm-hmm. that can be x. Yeah. Plus glitter equals positive x, <laughs> right? You improved it with glitter. Oh, okay. If you put glitter on anything, it's improved. So. Are you saying you would get rid of all laws except from everything would need to be covered in glitter? Well, we'll just like copy and paste the laws from before. Oh, okay. But then add in everything has to be covered in glitter. Are there some things that would not be beneficial to cover in glitter? No. <laughs> okay, if you take something, yeah. clearly in our formula, if you take something, put <laughs> glitter on it, it's improved. It makes everything better. What about like, would you have to reapply glitter to yourself every morning? Yeah, I mean... Makeup is just glitter now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's how we solve gender <laughs> <laughs> makeup bias. Everyone is glitter. Yeah, everyone needs glitter now. Um, is that a left wing or right wing party? Um, there's a new wing. It's like <laughs> you go like left and right, but no one's ever gone up and down, and we're up. Glitter uh, is up. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, we want the positive, so we're going up. Interesting. How would you solve something like unemployment with glitter? Well. I mean, the only problem with unemployment is that you can't get money. Yeah. And therefore, your quality of life probably isn't that good. But the thing is, if you add glitter to it, everything <laughs> is better. So, you know, just give them some more glitter and they'll be happy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Do you think this ideology would kind of spread around the world? I Yeah, I, I think when people realize the power of glitter, they'll try and harness it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think some people may abuse the powers of glitter? I mean... Glitter's a dangerous drug. You know, I mean, you can get hooked on glitter, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, your life can be ruined. But if you if you take glitter in appropriate amounts, yeah. uh, it's fine. It's a gateway drug to arts and crafts. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you did create a new political party. Exactly, and I will be voting for you in the upcoming election. So, Louis, can I get another object, please? What else have you mentioned? It can just be a random object. All right. Um, a can. I can. Yep. Well, you have to reunite long-lost twins with a can. With a can. Um, maybe it's like a message in a bottle, but it's a message in a can. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Would there be liquid in the can also? Yeah, but you get, like, a little capsule, and you put mm-hmm. it in the liquid in the can. Because, you know, the thing is, right, if you get a water bottle, I feel like people are less inclined to pick up a water bottle <laughs> than they are, like, a Pepsi can. Oh, yeah, I feel if like it's people prefer, prefer Pepsi. To oh, water. to water, okay. You know, it's more fun. Yeah. So I feel like if someone saw the Pepsi can, they'd be like, yeah, I want to pick that up. Okay. <laughs> but if there's just water, I don't know. I don't think I'd be tempted to pick that up. Do you not think the note would decay in the Well, it's in a acidic. capsule within the... Oh, okay, liquid. yeah. Yeah. So you would bait out one of the twins? Yeah, you just like roll a Pepsi towards them. And uh, they'd be like, oh, wow, Pepsi, my favorite. But then halfway through drinking it... They, they choke. No, they start choking... <laughs> And they, they're about to die, but the other twin steps in, saves them. Oh, okay. Together. Yeah. Wow, I'm here for you. It's yeah. very emotional. That's, that is very it's emotional. It's the new Pepsi ad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you were copying what, yeah. exactly what the new Pepsi ad was. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think you did reunite long-lost twins. I did. So our next segment is Appliance Reliance, a game where Louis and I will go back and forth trying to think of the most uses for a certain household object. Okay. Today's household object is a tripod. Tripod, all right. I'm going to start with a use for a tripod. 
Um, I'm going to go weapon down the weapons route. All right. So I'm going to say you can kind of use it as a prodder. Yeah. Yep. And swing it, maybe splay it. Um, I'm thinking for people who like aren't Diplodocuses or Bronchosauruses. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you want that look out on your plane, yeah. if you're not tall enough, <laughs> do it. If you're not a giraffe and yeah, don't fit yeah. that criteria of a long neck, then uh, I think if you took enough tripods and took them together and then put a camera at the top, it could sort of simulate that. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So you could get a plane look out, basically. So it's for, like, surveillance. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I'm just thinking weapon. <laughs> I'm just thinking... <laughs> How many people can I kill with this? I'm very aggressive, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, maybe if you get two of them, you could kind of balance on them. Uh, uh, what, to, would, what would you balance on them for? Uh, to maybe juggle. To juggle. To show off your juggling capabilities. Damn. That would be pretty If you crazy. were a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add on. You could juggle breadsticks. Yeah. Maybe if uh, for the advanced T-Rexes yeah. who have surpassed the, the standard of breadsticks, they mm-hmm. could get bigger and go for the tripods. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Okay, just massive T-Rexes yeah. juggling tripods. Only, only like the really advanced T-Rex jugglers. You could use it to grab things. Yeah, you could. So you can open it up on like an apple and then close it and get it back. What would you grab? Um, Other people's possessions. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is related to crime. <laughs> See the violence or crime. <laughs> tripods, they're very... Uh, <laughs> They're not trustworthy, really. Do not trust the tripods. So, yeah, you'd kind of grab a wallet out of a bag, maybe? Yeah. So it's a good apparatus for... Stealing. For stealing and for beating someone up. I feel like um, spreading glitter for my new political (laughs) party would be easier. Because, I mean, if I'm doing it by hand, I'd go along the whole length of the tripod of where it would be to spread the glitter. But if I cover the tripod in glitter and just sort of tip it it would fall over i wouldn't have to cover such a oh okay yeah definitely yeah electrically charges and hit people with it and die yay you could use the tripod to measure distances and specifically if someone was invading your personal space what if you have like a restraining order you want to keep it in check oh yeah you can use your tripod so basically you just attach a tripod to your front back and sides yeah so then you can't walk within two meters of you the just person spin around if anyone comes close <laughs> yeah just more weapons <laughs> just different kind just of weapons kill everyone. with a tripod okay well i think we've concluded that tripods yeah. are very aggressive yeah in nature in summary if you have a tripod don't hold a camera with it kill someone <laughs> So our next game is Lingo Bingo, in which I test Louis's linguistic capabilities by having him define a certain saying or slang from a specific place. Louis must identify the correct translation out of three possible meanings, two of which are fake. Okay. Okay, so today the topic for Lingo Bingo is Germany. All right. So do you think you know your German phrases? Um... After studying German for multiple years? No, I do not. Okay, great. <laughs> let's, let's dive right straight in. <laughs> let's dive right straight. Of course. So, what do you think Torschluss Panic means? Torschluss Panic. Torschluss Panic. So, I'm just looking for the English translation. Yeah. I mean, panic. Yeah. I'm not sure that's, like, a direct translation. I'm not sure, like, panic is panic. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking stuff that sounds like it. Maybe picnic. <laughs> 
Maybe it's a nice picnic. Maybe you don't have to panic because there's a picnic. Um, so what's torchless? Oh, that sounds like a turtle or tortoise. So it's a turtle picnic. A turtle picnic. But, but you shouldn't right, panic. You shouldn't panic because there's a turtle picnic. <laughs> but what you do is, right, you take mm-hmm. the tortoise yeah. and you put the picnic on its shell. So it's like a, oh, a portable, okay. portable picnic. And then you can walk along and still eat your sandwiches. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, not quite the not actual quite, translation. Really. Yeah, I it's a, a little. Would use that. It's a little different from oh. putting your sandwiches on a moving tortoise. Okay. It's closing gate panic. Okay. So is closing gate panic the fear of missing an opportunity, the fear of not protecting something well enough, or the fear of not obeying rules? Wait, so closing gate panic. Closing gate panic. And what are the options again? So, missing an opportunity, not protecting well enough, or not obeying rules. Um, I don't know what rule you would disobey to close a gate. Well, obviously the gate I mean, always needs to be closed. Yeah, but in what circumstance is the gate always closed? Um, maybe to heaven. Maybe it's like a castle, so you don't want oh, your yeah. enemies to get in. You close the oh, gate. True. And then if you haven't closed the gate, you should panic. Because <laughs> people can come in. Because you haven't obeyed the rules. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Um, I'm thinking it's more like a paranoid thing. Oh, right. Like, I'm really paranoid because all the dinosaurs are coming and I need to close the gates so they don't come through. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really anxiety for closing yeah. gates. Okay. So you don't think it's obeying the rules? I don't think it's disobeying the rules. What about not protecting well enough? I think it's more that. Oh, okay. Or maybe it's like closing a gate, right? Mm-hmm. Because the dinosaurs obviously are very strong and they'll just break through the gate even if you close it. <laughs> so even though you're protecting by closing it, you're not protecting well enough. Oh, all right, yeah. yeah. That kind of makes sense, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What about the fear of missing an opportunity? Um, yeah, I mean, you could like close off, like burn bridges for an opportunity. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you're so closing the gate. If the gate is closed, you just don't have an opportunity. You can't, you can't open it again. Oh, okay. You can't. Harness the power that lies in the gate. Yeah. Of course. So which one do you think it is? Um, I'll go with the second one. The um, So not, not protecting, protecting well enough. Well enough. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. But I'm sorry, Louis. Oh, no. Because the real answer is fear of missing an opportunity. Damn. Those Germans. What about dry Käse hoch? What do you think that means? No idea what any of that means. Free cheeses high. Free cheeses. Three. Yeah, free three cheeses, cheeses high. high. Yeah, a whole lump three sum of free cheeses. So is something that is free cheeses high a failing business, a small child, or a pile of debt? Damn. Um, I don't think it's a failing business. Really? I feel like if you have three different types of cheeses and they're that high, <laughs> I feel like you're stacking something up. I feel like that would be a very successful business. Oh, okay. you got a lot of cheese in that business. <laughs> Um, I don't know how big cheeses are. I mean, it really depends. I don't know if a small child would be as big as three cheeses. Mm, maybe it's a very small child. Maybe it's a very small child. Um, I'm thinking it's more like seven or six cheeses. You know? Seven or six cheeses. I don't think. I don't think three cheese. I think three cheeses is like a baby. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So what about a pile of debt? That would make sense because you're stacking up debt, but mm-hmm. you're stacking up cheeses. Okay, which one would be worse, a failing business? A small child or a pile of debt? A small child. Really? Old children. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Okay. If I have a child the size of three cheeses, you know, that's the worst. You wouldn't love it. the worst scenario. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can get kind of embryonic scans for if they're three cheeses high. If they're three cheeses high, um, I don't want it. They'll tell Take you beforehand. Back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want a refund, please. <laughs> you go to God like, ah, refund, please. <laughs> you kept the receipt, Louis. <laughs> so which one do you think it is? Um, I'll go with a pile of debt. A pile of debt. debt. Well, I'm sorry, Louis, because it's the one you completely struck from the record. It's a small child. It is? Yeah. But children are bigger than three cheeses. Maybe the cheese in Germany is just massive. Maybe it is. Really big cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Really big debts, really failing businesses. Kummerspeck. Kummerspeck. Any idea what Kummerspeck is? No. Oh, well, it's grief bacon. Grief bacon. Um, yeah. What are the definitions? Well, is grief bacon when a meal ends badly, when a meeting ends badly, or when a relationship ends badly? Bacon is like meat, right? Yeah. So bacon is meat. Meat is beef. Oh, okay, yeah. So you have beef with someone. Oh. Yeah. So it's like an argument or something. Mm-hmm. So which one is that but for? I mean, that could be anything. That yeah. could be all of them, so mm-hmm. that's really helpful. <laughs> but then grief is like you're sad about something also. Yeah. But then that would also be all of them. So this doesn't help, basically, is what I'm saying. Should we start from the top? A meal. Um, I mean, it's more fitting because it's bacon. Uh-huh. It's food. So if you're sad around your bacon. Yeah, I feel like the only way a meal would end badly is if someone, like, leaves on you. If someone leaves while you're eating the meal, mm-hmm. like, halfway through. And then you've ordered, like, I don't know, a bacon or something. Big bacon, yeah. You've, ate, you've ordered a big piece of bacon on a plate. Yeah. And you're halfway through eating it and they just leave. Oh. And now it's grief bacon because it's really sad. But you're still eating it. You're, you're still just crying. It. You want to eat it, but it's also kind of sad. Do you think grief bacon tastes better? Um, You know what they say, bacon tastes better when you're sad. So, yeah, of course. I feel like the tears would add a very nice... <laughs> yeah, they would. ...salty but sweet <laughs> aspect to the bacon. The secret formula. <laughs> So now we've got a secret formula to both grief bacon and beef casserole. What about the meeting ending badly? Um, meat bacon. Oh. Yeah, crazy. I don't know if anyone would actually make that link ever, Mm -hmm. so maybe that's not it, but... In an office, what might bacon be? Bacon be money. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you're making bacon. You're making bacon? Yeah. But what is grief bacon then? when you get your um, check back and it's not as much as you thought. Oh. Your salary is not that great. So the meeting went bad. minimum wage. Oh. (laughs) Your bacon ain't good. Um, So it's grief. So it's when you go... Wait, so the thing is meeting, right? Yeah, a meeting. meeting badly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like your salary's been decreased as a result of the meeting and it's gone badly. Oh. It's very sad. So what about a relationship? I feel like that would be the saddest of all of them. The saddest, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's where the grief would come in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why you would say bacon. What would be bacon in a relationship? Exactly. Um, maybe bacon is the good times you shared. Oh, but now it's now it's gone. Now it's grief bacon. <laughs> oh, okay. Now you look back on those good times in grief. Mm. Yeah, it's very sad. You look back on the times you ordered bacon. Yeah. And then they left you. Now it's really sad. Now it's grief bacon. It's very sad. Which one are you going to go for? I'm going to go with the last one actually. Well, you're absolutely like correct. Yeah. Yay. And to be honest, that's pretty good reasoning. (laughs) So here are some words that I couldn't quite fit into the game, but I still thought were interesting. 
So what do you think an inner Schweinhund means? Inner Schweinhund. Schwein. Um, Hund is dog, right? Yeah. Inner, sorry, what? What's a Schwein? Schwein. Schwein. A shrine. A shrine for a dead dog. It's a dead dog's grave. Oh, okay. Yep. Not exactly. So, swine is pig. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, it's your inner pig dog. My inner pig dog. Can you guess what that means now? I don't know what an inner pig dog is, no. (laughs) So, the Germans say it's the voice that tells you to procrastinate instead of working. Those goddamn pig dogs. Yeah. Yeah. In my brain. In my brain. <laughs> pig dogs in my brain. The pig dogs. Um, why a pig dog? Uh, maybe they're just evil and a mixture between a pig and a dog in certain situations. I feel like a dog is a men- man's best friend. But... Yeah, I know, but if you mix it with a pig, then it might not turn crazy. out well. You get grief bacon. Yeah, you get grief bacon <laughs> when you eat the pig dog. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you think an inner shrine hunt would control you? Um, it's like, because a dog is a man's best friend, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you trust the dog, okay? And it, yeah. it, 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 it's like what you actually want to do. So oh, you okay. want to stop, and therefore you procrastinate. Yeah. But it's also like a bad thing because of the pig. Okay. And he's like, he's controlling the dog who you think is good. He's like luring you in. Oh, yeah. But it's actually a bad thing. He's a puppet. Yeah. Puppet state of a dog. A pig. Dog. <laughs> a pig dog. In a, a dog. In a pig dog. <laughs> so what about a Treppenwitz? Treppenwitz. Treppenwitz. I have no idea what that means. So, Treppen is staircase, and wits is joke. A staircase joke. A staircase joke. Maybe it's like you laugh so hard you fall down a staircase. <laughs> or a joke about a staircase. A joke about a staircase, specifically. <laughs> so, it's kind of a comeback joke that comes after an argument, when you're thinking about it back in your head. Oh. Yeah. I think it's quite a good word. Our next word is... One of the longest words that used to be in the German language. It is Rheinfleischer Ticket Tierung Soiber Wachung South Gauber Neu Betrangung Gungsgetz. All one word. All one word. Can you guess what that nope. means? <laughs> it's the law delegating beef label monitoring. Don't even know what that means in English. Neither do I. <laughs> no idea, but it was repealed in 2013. Um, I'm, I don't know whether to be sad or happy. <laughs> I don't know what it means. They're controlling so, uh, our beef lab- labeling monitoring. We're being oppressed by the state. Is it like, um, why would you label beef? Like when it goes off? Maybe the quality? Yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't know. Maybe you take like a pig dog beef, like grief bacon, and it's actually really bad bacon, but you market it at high price. Cause oh, yeah. You, you say it's quality, but it's not. You're just drinking mm-hmm. And it's got a load of glitter in it. It does. It's a 90%. secret recipe. It wasn't <laughs> disclosed. <laughs> so our final game is Dreadful Investments, where I pitch numerous flawed business ideas to Louis, and he has to decide whether they are still worth investing in or if I've completely ruined any kind of profitability. Okay. So today's theme of Dreadful Investments is the kitchen. The kitchen. Yeah. Where all the glitter is added to the food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you got a favourite kitchen instrument? The glitterer. How would you package that? Would it be like a salt and pepper shaker? Yeah, Just add it. it's like, yeah. It's um, it's one of like the grinding pepper things. Ah, right, it yeah. It grinds like big pieces of glitter into, mm-hmm. into smaller pieces. So what about a bottomless glass? Um, Maybe it's like a glass half empty and a glass half full. Oh, okay. But if you're like really, really pessimistic and it's like mm-hmm. a glass half empty... 
but you're like extremely pessimistic mm-hmm. um there's just no water at all and there can never be any water in there because you have no hope so it's, uh, it's a it's a bottomless glass so it's basically just a cylinder yeah yeah you can't put any water in it because yeah. it would fall through is there any way you could possibly drink from that um no unless you like held it mm-hmm. like at a 90 degree angle if that makes sense like sideways oh yeah yeah um and then you like balanced it in the in the sides oh okay yes maybe if you like spin it real fast yeah exactly like you keep on moving with the water yeah yeah okay be a cool trick yeah it would be a cool trick um so investment or no investment yes investment great what about a spherical bowl so instead of it being half like a semicircle it's a full circle um is there any access into this bowl you have to punch yourself way in through the ceramics then maybe it's like an Easter egg. Oh, okay. Instead of like breaking it, yeah, you just have to punch way through, and then you get the chocolate inside. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So it would be given to you, like it would store maybe chocolate yeah. in it. Well, it's like because Easter's more like aimed at children, mm-hmm. and you have like uh, you have like um, like children with like chocolate Easter eggs, mm-hmm. and they're like easy to break. Yeah. Um, but for like the people who, who've like grown past that. And oh, they, they, yeah. they can't be as active at Easter. They get like a full bowl and they have to break it. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit more challenging. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe it's a trick. So they think it's an Easter egg, but it's but actually it's a casserole filled with out. glitter. <laughs> yeah. When you open it, all the casserole leaks out and then there's glitter everywhere. <laughs> it explodes yeah. into a glittery casserole mess. Casserole yeah. mess. So what about just eating regularly? Do you think you'd... Uh, do you think you'd able... Oh my god, I forgot the English. <clears throat> Do you think you'd be able to consume food from it? Um, I mean, it really depends how how accurate your punching is. Oh, yeah. Maybe you punch too hard and you don't realize your strength and then it's everywhere. <laughs> but if you punch, like, lightly, oh, I feel okay. like you could sort of crack open like an egg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So investment, no investment. Investment. Okay, great. What about a butter butter knife? A butter butter knife. A butter knife made from butter. Um, is it... Wait, that's actually a good idea. I like it. How so? Um, because butter's like... Like, when I'm spreading butter, right? It's mm-hmm. really hard yeah. to spread. I feel like if I had a butter butter knife, um, I feel like if I used it, it would sort of melt while I used it. Ah. So I wouldn't even have to put butter on my butter butter knife. i just melt the butter okay. knife over the toast. What if you weren't eating something that required butter? Then you get, like, extra flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so in, like, an ice cream? Yeah. I mean, why are you sure why... ice cream with a knife? Huh? <laughs> to feel dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you just lick it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe a pudding, some yeah. kind of cake, maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe you get a different variety of butter. Mm. Maybe it's like dough balls and you have like garlic butter knives. Oh. Or it's like a pudding and you get like Nutella knives. Oh. Yeah. It's quite good. Investment, no investment. Definitely investment. Stabability. Stab. Um, Problem? No violence. Oh. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Keeping the streets clean. You, know, you have to stay away from it with your, your tripod violence. <laughs> we keep the streets clean, but they are so dirty because they're filled with butter and glitter. Yeah. Yeah. So what about tiny ovens? 
tiny ovens. The oven a size of a man's eye. <laughs> Can I put it in my eye socket instead? <laughs> I feel like it'd be more useful. Maybe, I guess so. I don't need a second eye, I can just use one. <laughs> and I can also cook pizzas. Very small pizzas. Very small pizzas. What about if it was in your kitchen? Do you think you could still cook food? Um, maybe you have like a designated kitchen for three cheese children who are like really small. <laughs> and they have to have small portions. There's no point in putting it in like a big oven. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so it's a, it's a oven for very small people. Yeah. Extremely Specifically small people. three cheese children. Three cheese high, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What about if you were making a feast for someone? Do you think you just chop everything up and put it into like a million tiny ovens? Yeah, well, I feel like if you use one oven, you're mm-hmm. kind of like designating it to a big like portion of food. Yeah. Whereas if you make loads of small ovens, you sort of don't have to commit to one thing. You can make a bunch of little things. Oh, all right. Yeah. And put them all together. Like grapes. You could cook a yeah. grape. <laughs> cook a grape. As you do. <laughs> Investment, no investment. Of course, investment. Oh, these are really good. Yeah. Curly forks. Curly forks. Of course. Are they, like, flexible? Or they're just permanently curled? They're permanently curled. You can't uncurl them. it's like a... I don't know, like a statement piece. Ah. But eating food? Probably not a practical thing. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you think you would eat food with a curly fork? I feel like you'd have to eat curly food with a curly fork. (laughs) Like Like curly curly fries, fries. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was certain sink. (laughs) (laughs) Would you only have to eat curly food? So would you have to make all of your fridge filled with curly food? I feel like it would look cooler to eat with. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would, it would look better. But I think also, I mean, it depends which way it's curled, but it could be like a helter-skelter type thing. Oh, yeah. Where instead of having to like pick something up, you could put like an olive at the top, it goes all the way down. And <laughs> your mouth. That could be useful, yeah. yeah. So investment, no investment. Um, I will invest in that. We've got a full pantry of exactly. kitchen appliances. Okay, this one you might not like. Highly flammable oven mitts. Uh, I don't really see a benefit there, honestly. What if you really like your hands being burnt? Then yes. <laughs> but I feel like that's a one-time thing. I think you can like that. I think if your hands are burnt, your hands are burnt. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think maybe it's like, as long as your hands are protected. Mm-hmm. You could put your flammable oven mitts into the oven, yeah. get them on fire, and cook something outside of the oven. Oh, okay. So it's like, if you don't want to fully commit to an oven, mm-hmm. you sort of want it to be a little bit hot. You like really crispy. don't like committing to ovens no, or I food. do not like committing to ovens, right? <laughs> ovens are a big commitment. Um, but yeah, you could like cook something lightly. So it's like a fire starter? Yeah. Okay. What about as a prank? Haha, <laughs> you're on fire on your prank. <laughs> I feel like that would uh, be a bit too far for a prank. Okay. Yeah. So investment, no investment. I will invest in it just for the lightly crisp bacon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Extreme toaster. Um, what does an extreme toaster differ than a normal toaster? Okay, step one, you put the toast in. Step two, it comes out as ash. Oh, God. Toasting completed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you like the crumbs more than you like the actual toast. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then it's just... It's just crumbs, because it's just ash. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Do you prefer the crumbs? I do not prefer the crumbs, but maybe people do. Maybe you could make, like, a salad out of the crumbs. Yeah. You could, uh... It's like, um... If you want to do, like, breaded chicken... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. You just use ash. Yeah, Yeah. nice. What about if you wanted a piece of toast? Do you think you could then glue it back together? It would be, like, a DIY 
a thousand piece puzzle <laughs> but it's uh, a little bit more than a thousand pieces it would reform to make a perfect yeah blacked out and you can make whatever ty- type of uh whatever size of toast you want yeah and shape you exactly. can make weird shapes like yeah. unicorns yeah for unicorn small toast. children for three cheese children for three cheese children you can make a unicorn so your three cheese children can get around easily okay Investment, no investment. Of course I wouldn't best. You've got to support those three cheese children. <laughs> what about a pea egg cup? So am I putting a pea in the egg cup? It's an egg cup specifically designed for pea, so it's yeah. a pea-shaped egg cup. I don't know. Maybe the three cheese children uh, can't eat full eggs. They can't commit to the full egg. They have to have small eggs. Um, and therefore, peas. Nice. Yeah. What about if a human wanted to eat? Are you Peace. saying three cheese children aren't human? That's I'm just going back. They, they seem a bit more like wombles than humans. No, I don't think that's okay. Or I like need to take that back. A tiny little... Okay. Exactly. I might just... I'm, I don't want to get in trouble with them. I'm going to edit that out. So what about if a larger person <laughs> wanted to eat some peas? A full hand of peas. Um, Would it be efficient? Well, maybe you want to take it like one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Maybe you really want to think about that pea before you eat it. You want to stretch out your pea-eating experience. Yeah. Maybe, like, um, you want to, like, value them more. And you want to appreciate the pea. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. just, you know, taking it for advantage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't commit to your food. Don't take advantage of your peas. No. Food advice with Louie. And finally, the opposite of a blender. So you put in your ash toast, and it makes it pizza toast. Exactly. You put in your smoothie, it comes out as fruit. But also, on the outside, there are razor blades that spin, instead uh, of the inside. Okay. Um, well, I feel like it would be hard to assemble your toast ash mm-hmm. into a unicorn for the yeah. three cheese option. Um, so maybe you like select the, the unicorn option, yeah. and it builds a unicorn. I mean, you might need to, like, stay away from it because of the razor blades, but other than that, it's fine. you got to stand back. Yeah. Make sure your free cheese children don't go near it. <laughs> no. It's a no-go zone. Keep um, free cheese children mm-hmm. away from the yellow line. What if it's, like, a fountain of youth? So then you put your ash in, and if you spin it for too long, it goes back to wheat. Damn. So it goes from bread to wheat. What if you got a massive one and put, like, a really old person in and then uh, a baby again? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they just get blended up. No. <laughs> That's a risk we have to take. Like, you cannot take legal action against us <laughs> if this happens. We just get a massive blender and tell people it's the fountain <laughs> of youth. Just jump in the blender, everything will be fine. Ignore the pile of blood and bones. It's a little crunchy, but... It just adds a flavour. Yeah, that's the youth part of the fountain. Yeah. <laughs> would you trust that? Um, I think I could trust it. Oh, okay. I feel like if you're going to commit to making a fully working blender, mm-hmm. then uh, I trust you enough. Would you rather never die or see if you survive in a blender? Um, See if I can be in a blender. Oh, okay. I don't want to live forever and be old. Mm-hmm. I want to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> but what is the biscuit? The biscuit is youth. Oh, yeah. but then surely you want to live forever. I want to live forever as being young. Ah, yeah. okay, yeah. Instead of live forever be as old. So if any of you feel old, just jump in a blender. Yeah. Okay. But, but do not do that, please. Please don't. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. You have no say. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another installment. I believe it was Aristotle who said, 
There are very few things in life that are known. Only that Louis and Oliver will be here again for another episode of Spicy Times.